0: Hey, we're recording. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Hi, Austin. Hi, Sophia. How's it going?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Um, I am thrilled because today we have one of my very best friends, other than you, on the podcast. I'm so excited. Um, well, you
0: have to add a little asterisk every time you say one of your best friends, <laughs> 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 aside from.
1: Well, look, it's like we're, we're besties, and like when I was like describing you, to Alex, I was like, yeah, Austin is like my Laurier, Alex. And then when I was describing like, wait, flip it, but you know what I mean, you
0: like- I got it.
1: <laughs> this is also pre-caffeine. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm super excited for this week's episode. I'm pumped. Um, and yeah, Alex is here, my dear friend, Alex, who's also a library and information science student and one of the smartest people ever and a super accomplished professional who has a million cool interests and hi Alex how are you <laughs> how are you good I'm excited me too
0: so we've been kind of hinting at our topic for this week for a couple of weeks now I, I think like... we probably gave it away once or twice but
1: I think we flat out <laughs> said it on the last episode I remember <laughs> being like wow you just gave up on that didn't you <laughs>
0: I can think of the funny puns you were thinking of that were kind of clever but still kind of obvious.
1: They were dad jokes. Fantastic. I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm ready. Yeah. So, I mean, one of Alex's, I feel, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of your greatest passions this pandemic <laughs> <laughs> has been Twilight and, like, yeah.
2: fame. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate, I'd say.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you and I have talked about this a million times, because again, you're part of like, we're, we have a book club together, we started a book club together. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was really fun talking about this book over the summer, because midnight sun was dropping, and the Twilight Renaissance is happening. And you and I had been kind of like caught up in the first tsunami, not even a wave, I feel like full on tsunami is the appropriate term. And it was just super cool to revisit it. Um, so yeah, Austin was a saint and decided to Jump on.
0: <laughs> so I wasn't part of the Twilight train when I was younger. I'm sure so <laughs> I'm going to have wildly different opinions on the book than you guys are both going to. I can already tell.
1: <laughs> well, I'm so excited that we're having like a mini book club episode about it because I would give like a million dollars to be able to re- read, no wait, to read Twilight for the first time in general again. Like I remember being like so happy about it when I first read it. So...
0: You said you'd pay a million dollars for that? Yes. You can pay me a million dollars to take my first <laughs> it from me.
1: I was like, are you going to wipe my brain and allow me to revisit this joy of my youth? <laughs> um, if you
0: could wipe that and probably also the third year of university, then I'd be very happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we were not. We were. I feel like third year broke us. That was a, that was a time. That was a real turn for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I'm super pumped and um, yeah I'm ready to get into it you guys I'm ready to unpack (laughs) (laughs) so I guess my first question is obviously I know the answer for Austin but Alex when did you first read
2: Twilight? Um, I think I was in grade seven so I was like 12 and I remember um, going to the bookstore to pick it out like I had heard about it I think this was when all of the books were out. So I was a little late to, to join, but I picked it up because I heard about it and um, read it very quickly and then immediately had to go and get the next three books. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then ever since then, I've kind of like per- periodically read them. Yeah. And then I just picked them up again um, in April during, during quarantine yes yes Alex (laughs) that's like that's that tracks with my
1: story too I feel like um we had like this this thing in school where like older grades would present presentations on books they read to younger grades I don't know what it was I think it was like a speech practice thing or something I'm not sure why we were doing it but I was enthralled obviously (laughs) and one of the grade eights I remember she did I think it was I think it was new moon And she was, like, talking about it. And I was, like, oh, like, this is it. Like, I was just (laughs) entering, like, my, like, knockoff goth emo phase. And I was, like, into anything (laughs) like that. And I was, like, yes, give it to me. I think I was, like, in grade six or seven as well. Um, So, yeah, it was kind of around that time, like, of just, like, finding new things. And I liked kind of spooky adjacent things. And, like, I wasn't super into romance at that point. But I was, like, okay, and so, you know, years later, here we are living our best <laughs> lives. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, how many times through have you guys both read the series?
1: I think three.
0: Oh, my. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alex That's three I times read. too many. Austin, how dare you? <laughs> I got to do the ashamed. good
0: cop, bad cop this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Alex will be
2: our referee. <laughs> I I'm ashamed a little bit, but also yeah. proud yeah. that I have read the whole Twilight series at least three three times in the last year. Um, <laughs>
3: last year, yeah, <no>. I'm <laughs> I read it yeah. actually.
2: <laughs> well, I read it at the beginning of quarantine, and then we did all four books for our book club. So I read them again, and then <laughs> now I'm reading them again. Um, I read Twilight to to prepare for this, and then I've just been sucked back in again. So now I have to read all of them. <laughs> I just want the record to show that Alex is
1: such a good friend that even though she <laughs> just finished the series when like I think I maybe I forget who lobbied for it I think it was me for book club she was like I just read it two months ago but okay it's <laughs> like you're
2: so brave did you did actually need to read
0: it. it again the second time or you just kind of like oh okay this is another excuse to read through it again and you just did it
2: yeah like like at this point I don't think that I really need to reread it to know what happens but just the experience is just very nice I just look, like I always enjoy it it's always fun
1: yeah mm. that's awesome Austin how many times have you read the series
0: <laughs> I've read the first book of the series a total of one time
1: <laughs> so far I bet you'll be I have,
0: I have a basic understanding of how the rest of the plot plays out and okay. I can honestly say I'm not too interested in it
1: well, as you were reading it, you kept texting me and I was like, you'll find out in book three. Like, can't wait for you <laughs> to get on board.
0: <laughs> well, all the reels I thought were going to be coming in later books just came at the end of this book. And I was very <laughs> underwhelmed with it.
1: It gets better as time goes on. Although, like, as our friend Cleo pointed out, I mean, Twilight really could have been a standalone, I guess. But without it, we would have without the rest, we would have missed so much, I feel. So. <laughs>
0: Was it always intended to be written as a series? You know how like Star Wars was written. The first movie was supposed to be a standalone, and then it was successful. That they made sequels is like that kind of idea, or
1: God, I don't know. Actually, I mean, I think Stephanie Meyer, like in interviews, has always talked about like the fact that like some books came easier than others. So I kind of Uh wonder if maybe she was trying to stretch things out. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I wonder if she wrote the first one with an like a broad idea of how it would end up or if she just kinda went from book to book and
1: Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I don't know hmm. either. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, I feel like we don't really need to even explain like what happens in this book. But <laughs> just in case someone nothing listening... for
0: three quarters of the book and then everything in the no. last quarter. <laughs>
1: that is called building tension. It was important. <laughs>
0: there was no t- Okay, (laughs) trying to calm to
1: calm down for now. (laughs) Oh my! Oh my God! I okay. This brings me to like a vague kind of well, like we're gonna dive right in here. But essentially, if you somehow escaped this phenomenon for the past like what ten years, Al more if you count the book. Yeah, like
2: fifteen, I think.
1: Yeah, like I I see. I'd say like a solid two decades that we've been kind (laughs) of exposed. (laughs) (laughs) But um. Yeah, love, love, young love. I mean, I feel like I'm doing a history presentation and I only read like the first chapter. But (laughs) um, yeah, Bella Swan, moves to Forks, teen, kind of awkward, doesn't really fit in with anyone, as so many of us feel in our youth, I feel. Um, And then uh, moves to Forks, there's Edward Cullen, the Cullen family, vampires, we don't know it. Then Jacob, werewolf. Um, I'm totally butchering this, so anyone feel free to jump in.
0: Whoa, but... whoa, whoa, Jacob's a werewolf. Spoilers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, here Actually, we are. Actually, there's right.
0: one point I wanted to bring up that I texted you about.
1: What? So,
0: Taylor Lawner is supposed to be 15 in the first movie?
1: Yeah. Is, yeah. That,
0: is that the, the general yes. idea?
1: <laughs> yes. So,
0: okay, I just wanted to get that out
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to highlight that for a second. Okay, <laughs> this leads me into my kind of first question. Um, Austin, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but um, kind of the whole movie and promotional tour of it. Do the movies live up to the hype? Do they do justice to the books? Well, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's pausing because everyone has. Fun.
0: Consider, I didn't like the movie. I'd say it held up well.
2: Alex, counterpoint. <laughs> I I agree. Um I'm not a huge fan of the movies. Um I feel like they um like I feel like Bella is very one-dimensional in the movie. Like I feel like um like in the book sh- she's like pretty stubborn and she like um is like pretty smart and like yeah, like um the romance is kind of the main focal point, but I don't think that that's like all she is um and i feel like the movies don't do a great job of that i also feel like they they just changed certain parts um like at no point in the book do they jump out a window and edward calls her spider monkey like that that doesn't happen um i think the only part of the movie that i really like is the casting for charlie um there's a scene where she's about to introduce him to edward and he like Cox's gun and it is the funniest thing and that's like the only thing that I really like in Twilight like the movies Agreed um, Charlie's
1: casting does bring the whole thing home It's Fantastic I'm going to say both I agree I, Well, One it holds a special place in my heart for the fact that I was like in a tween phase when I first saw it so I was like yeah one of my like favorite books is a movie that's cool so that the soundtracks phenomenal still have yeah I still have the Eclipse soundtrack on my phone to this day um so great and then on the flip side I agree that I feel like the movie kind of cheapens like what the characters are in the fact that like they can't be multi-dimensional this way because we just don't have time to unpack like character development in an an organic way I feel like so they just like kind of put the simplified versions up, and I feel like that's why there's a lot of backlash and why people didn't get it, because maybe they didn't read it as well and they only saw the movie. I don't know. Austin's like, like, no, that's not it. That's
0: interesting, because <laughs> I found the characters very, very flat. I don't know if it's because I haven't read the rest of the series yet, but oh. I found them all very one-dimensional in the first book so far.
1: Wow. Well, I, like, I can see why that would be, but also at the same point, like at that point, like I feel like I had been reading again, as like a 12 year old, it was like, every book was like, here's this person with superpowers. Here's this person who's like really good at this thing. And then I was like, someone plain and boring? Yes, understood, <laughs> check, <laughs> like, not in a bad way, just in a way that's like, okay. Like, it's nice to have like rep- like at times I feel like I'm just reading besides all the supernatural stuff, just reading about, like, a normal person living their life and, like, just thinking about things.
0: What I didn't like was how Bella didn't have any other ambitions or goals or character development other than just trying to be with Edward for the entire book.
1: I think, like, her thing was, like, she didn't know what she wanted to do and she didn't feel, like, exceptional in any way. And, like, that... I I feel like I can kind of get behind because there's definitely been like phases in my life where I've been like, what am I good at? Like, what do I do? Like, yeah, I can be good at something, but I've never been like exceptional at something. And especially- That
0: makes it seem like her entire personality is just based around what she can be to this person. Yeah. Which isn't like any agency of her own, I
1: thought. No, I could see that too. I think that like, that is an element of it, but I'm also like- it, it, it's like when you're young and you're like defining yourself like by relationships around you like when you're like with like a different friend group or like you're like yeah I'm on like the volleyball team I was never on the volleyball team that's a terrible <laughs> example but <laughs> like I'm an art club like this is who I am this is who I hang out with this is what I do and like other than reading um I don't know if Bella really ever had that because we can talk about this too but like she is like a child of like teen parents and like parents who like seem to be kind of like grappling with their own stuff. So she feels like she has to step up a lot, especially when it comes to Renee. So I'm like, I can kind of see like not having time to develop a lot when you're just kind of like justifying yourself with like other people's needs and that's what you're used to. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Like I feel like she almost moves from like, like, like a care, like a caregiving role. um, Yeah. Or Renee where she's like running the house and like making sure that her mom like gets to work on time and like picks up her dry cleaning and stuff like that yeah and then she moves to Charlie where she's still taking care of him like she very quickly like assumes all of the household duties and she mentions like bookkeeping at at one (laughs) and stuff like that so she's still like in that caregiving role but maybe she just has like a bit more free time because (laughs) Charlie's not like home all that much I can definitely see how she almost like wouldn't have had like the time or the space to really develop like herself because she was always like putting other people's needs before her
1: yeah which I I agree and I also agree that like that's not exactly healthy
2: or like a lot of agency
1: either but (laughs) like I think too when we open the book like She is 16. Like, that's, like, pretty young. You still usually have a lot of time to kind of, I don't know, gather stuff yourself. And, Austin, you're right, because Charlie himself, the greatest dad figure of any YA of all time, agrees with you. And, um, spoiler alert, but in New Moon, he's like, yeah, you got to have some friends outside of Edward and, like, do something. So, (laughs) it all comes together. You'll see that when you read book two, Austin.
0: unless we're doing more episodes on twilight then i'm probably not gonna read the other book and don't get any no. ideas from that
1: <laughs> did you see how fast i was about to be like i didn't tell you alex and i are doing like a book by book yeah. five more episodes <laughs> six if you count uh, the brie tanner thing right al i have not
2: read that one Me neither. Austin, perfect mine <laughs> perfect
0: From what I've read, that one seems the most interesting out of all of them.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind that. Okay. That kind of brings me into, like, another bullet point that I have. Like, should – do you guys think that, like, unhealthy relationship habits should be, like, completely omitted – from either, like, fiction in general or fiction aimed towards teens, because a lot of people, like, when they talk about why they don't like Twilight, they're like, oh, well, it's so, like, toxic. Like, the whole relationship is so toxic.
0: I don't think it should be omitted per se, but it should definitely be pointed out that that's not a healthy thing to do, and it should be remedied by the end.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, I don't think that it should be omitted either, because I think that like ultimately like these relationships do exist and yeah. i think that it's not really re- realistic to not p- portray them because they are realistic to yeah. real life but like i feel like having them like that that doesn't mean that i want to be like bella and edward like i don't yeah. want to feel like i need to be with my partner like 24 yeah. 7 and i can't do anything without them mm-hmm. um So, like, I don't think that it's aspirational, per se, but I also don't have a problem with it, as long as we're acknowledging that it's problematic.
1: Yeah.
0: That's what I didn't like about Twilight, is that they didn't point out that it was problematic, they just kind of romanticized it, and if your Mm -hmm. demographic audience target is, like, young girls, and they're trying, Mm -hmm. they're seeing that this is a positive representation of such a toxic relationship, that's not good for them, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I, I agree with both, and I like I kind of feel like I'm gonna echo what you guys said and be like, it's not that we should omit it totally, like from the narrative, but like, I I do feel like in a kind of like roundabout way, this is acknowledged in the fact that Edward continu- continuously tries to break it off. I know it's not good enough because uh, okay, right? Technically, yeah, it, yeah. Does but he
0: like, really I mean, try? But though?
1: also, but Austin, you haven't read book two. He does. I swear. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs>
0: they still wind up together in the end, do they not?
1: <laughs> but he works on things. I promise.
2: <laughs> Alex is ready. for that, though, with he's not leaving because he thinks that their relationship, like, their specific relationship is dangerous for Bella. He's leaving yeah. because he thinks he and the fact that he's a vampire is dangerous for her. Like, I don't, like, yeah. I think that, so, for, for context, like, that's kind of brought on by Jasper trying to kill Bella right? and he's like well if she's always around me and other vampires like that's not good for her and she's like throwing her life away to just be with vampires so like that's that's not healthy like I don't think it's him being like oh like I'm not good for her like this relationship isn't healthy she only has me (laughs) well my thing is like okay here's the thing like when I'm reading
1: this I know that we're just focusing on the relationship, but like, as like Alex mentioned, like he is technically like 107 years old, which Austin, <laughs> I know you'll have some comments on later. <laughs> but, but my thing is when we read like classic literature and we see guys being absolute tools and like gaslighting women, like from like the 1830, like, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that mindset is like still ingrained in this person, even though time has gone on, like it it just feels like like exactly we shouldn't be romanticizing it um but like there is no disclaimer for like Pride and Prejudice or Jane Eyre or like yeah. any of these things that also delve into it so I'm like at what point do you separate the art from the trigger warning I guess yeah like that's kind of what interests me and I, I'm also like I mean when it comes down to it like we there is a good point that's been struck here in the fact that like this is aimed towards like a younger audience and like these things do matter but at the same time I mean I don't know about you guys but I grew up watching like older movies from like the 30s and the 60s and some of the stuff that's in there is not good like it doesn't like portray people well um whether it's like racism sexism like homophobia like that kind of thing and Yes, like I I watched those things and like, that's kind of like around in the culture, but like, I knew it was wrong and I could kind of like, understand that. So I like, I don't know, like, at what point do you kind of balance that where like, should we be putting a trigger warning on like, everything from like, Shakespeare to Twilight? (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's just, it's interesting. So yeah, I don't know.
2: So That's
0: I want to go it. back to the point about Edward trying to get away from Bella to be like, oh, I can't yeah. be around you because I might hurt you. Yeah. He blames Bella for it half the time. <laughs> like, I got, I got one of the quotes that made my stomach turn.
1: So oh, no. Is, oh,
2: no. This is
0: after the baseball game. Oh, no. When James and his friends come up, the quote is, it is partially your fault. If you didn't smell appealingly luscious, he might not have bothered. <laughs>
1: but that's him like okay. joking that's him trying yeah. to be like yes you're so
2: ridiculous like
0: is it though it's still kind of
2: that's the the sad part is is that that's not the quote that i thought you were gonna be talking about oh, no <laughs> god i mean like
1: i can see that yeah and like i don't know i just feel like he's like you. you guys know like if you have like a grandparent who's kind of a loose cannon and like you try to teach them to be better and like my grandparents are not like this they're very good people but like I'm sure that like we've all like like, not that this makes them bad people but there's just like things that they're used to being able to say that they can no longer say yeah (laughs) like that kind of humor that like (laughs) it's like do better but like like I don't know in times (laughs) of Tension. Maybe it comes out. Maybe it slips out. I don't know. It's a teaching moment. Edward can be taught.
0: (laughs) I've also got two other quotes about Edward being abusive.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Ashton.
0: (laughs) So the one was at the end when she wakes up in the hospital and her friend calls her about the prom. Yes. And Edward tells her friend, "To be perfectly honest, she'll be unavailable every night as far as anyone besides myself is concerned."
1: That's good, though. Tyler was some serious
0: serious possessiveness.
1: (laughs) But Bella didn't like Tyler. Bella wanted to be away yeah. from Tyler. That's, like, a good thing, right? Even
0: so, if, if, like, somebody asked what Kate was doing, they said she's not going with you <laughs> or anybody else for the rest of her life. That's not a good thing.
1: But if it was some, like, annoying person who kept, like, asking Kate to the prom when she didn't want to go and, like, almost hit her with a van or something...
0: And you say no, she doesn't want anything to do with you. So you're not spending time with her, but other people can. It's not just me that's gonna have her forever.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: And the other one came soon after. When they get to the prom, it's he couldn't remove me forcibly from the car as he might have if he'd been if we'd been alone.
1: <laughs> okay, but like
0: It's like, oh, he can he can use physical coercion about with me as long whenever he wants, as long as there's nobody around. That's that's quite okay.
1: I just want everyone who can't see us to know that Austin has had his phone out for minutes with these receipts ready to show us. I've,
0: I've been ready to read these out for like two weeks now.
1: <laughs> like receipts in hand, ready to just decimate Edward Cullen's character on this podcast live. Um, I mean, yeah, like fair point. I don't think it's perfect either. No, so.
2: definitely not.
0: I also found every interaction between the two was just Edward going... Oh Bella, you're such a stupid girl. I'm going to kill you right now, but I won't. I probably shouldn't see you anymore, but I will anyway. I'm going to drive dangerously and run through the forest with you on my back.
1: Spider monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: and I'm going to watch you while you sleep while I'm sitting in a rocking chair in a dark corner.
1: That is everyone's complaint. No (laughs) one likes the sleep watching. What? No one's ever done that to anyone before? I haven't yet, but it could happen. I don't know. What if you have insomnia?
0: If you don't look at somebody, you read a book. Or you go play baseball in the thunderstorm
3: or something. I don't
1: don't know. I have no justification for that one either. It is a little bit odd. Um, (laughs) But we're going to ignore that for the greater good. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, like, I think we've kind of danced around this subject, but I wanted to talk to you guys about why you like or dislike the book.
0: I'll take a break from my complaining for a few minutes.
1: (laughs) I mean, I like it because it totally makes me feel like I'm 13 again, and I enjoy it. Like, it's just a total nostalgia like, fest, like, I know that there are obvious problems with it now, but I totally regret, like, chucking my series away in, like, a feminist rage at 16, because (laughs) I do, like, understand now that you can, like, a series, even though you don't agree with everything that's been written in it, and yes, there were some, like, obviously unhealthy habits there, but I think that, like, when you're at a time in your life where this is, I think, yeah, this is both of their first relationship. And like, when you're in any relationship for the first time, you are negotiating like, oh, like, how does this work? What's the healthiest way to do this? Like, not everyone has like healthy habits laid out in front of them. So they kind of have to go through like a learning curve. So that's kind of how I feel about it. And like, when I read it, I I totally just get like the same feelings of like, yeah, like I'm in grade seven, I'm having a good time. And it's just fun. Like, it's just a good time. So.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I have a lot of nostalgia attached to it. I always have fun. It's always like I'm reading it for the first time. Like, I can remember those feelings, too. Um And, like, I, I just like their relationship. Like, yes, it is problematic. It's not something that I want for myself like if faced with the same choices I I might not have gone with the homicidal vampire um <laughs> but I think that it's like I just enjoy reading it and I think that it kind of set the stage for a lot of other books that followed it yes. um in terms of like paranormal stuff like that or even just like romance in general yeah. so
0: so <laughs> there was very little I liked about it. I didn't like any of the characters. I don't like the story. I thought it was very poorly awesome. paced.
1: What about the rest of the Cullen family? You didn't like anyone?
0: So, I was saying to Sophia, there could have been, I think there could have been a better way to lay out the plot. And I think if they had introduced James and his group at the beginning and had a parallel storyline of them doing bad vampire things <laughs> along, <laughs> alongside Edward doing his thing with Bella... That would have put some weight behind how dangerous Edward could have been and how, like, hard of a situation it is, okay. instead of just three quarters of will they won't they, a fifth of James and his people, and that's over <laughs> like that, and then it's the prom. But
1: Austin, I think if they could have
0: built that up a lot more.
1: When you read you book have, three, when you read book three, you'll get. I all shouldn't that. have
0: to read the other ones to make the first one justifiable, though.
1: Can I tell a quick story about um, the Twilight <laughs> movies? um this reminds me of the time that we my stepmom and I tricked my dad into thinking that um eclipse would be like majority fight scenes and so we we get into the theater and my dad is like the only guy in like this whole theater like full of women and we get there and (laughs) there's like a scene where like Edward is like talking to Bella and he's being like all brooding and whatever and my dad at like full-on volume is like are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and we got so many dirty looks from everyone around us. It was so funny. Um, I can't do it justice, but it was one of the best moments of my life. And to this day, he will not, like, let go of the fact that we conned him into what he thought would be, like, a battle between, like, <laughs> two things and was not. Sorry. That's my story.
0: I feel like your dad and to will get along on this topic. <laughs>
1: Yeah I, think yeah, I also so. think
0: if they had done a parallel story between James and the Cullens, then that would have made the payoff of who Alice is a lot better, too. Oh. So I felt that it's kind of came out of nowhere. They, mm-hmm. could, yeah. they talk about how she doesn't remember who she is, and that's really it. And then this random vampire was the same one that she met however long ago, and that's just whatever. Like, if they had a hinted at that with James' storyline throughout the book, instead of just dropping it right at the end, I think that would have been a lot more effective.
2: I I agree with that because I I did not pick up on the fact that he mentions Alice until like a couple reads in. Um, like, I I didn't notice that. So I feel like there could have been that. I also feel like she doesn't do the best job of giving us backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we do hear the backstories of more of the Cullens as the books go on, but there's not um, a lot of backstory for like Emmett or Esme. So, I feel like that definitely could have been executed better. I agree. I also didn't
0: like how, when James had Bella in the ballet studio, how he just dumped like the superhero evil plan thing on her. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. film this and show it to Edward, and then we're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I... That was very, very bad exposition, I think.
1: <laughs> I agree. And like one of, the best things that we talked about in our other book club about this was like we feel like stephanie meyer could have like made millions of more dollars if she had just released standalone novels of like the collins individual backstories because they are so interesting compared to like like honestly like i would be I'm, i'm sure she's already super super wealthy from this series but like yeah untapped potential like
0: yeah, I didn't Come really on. like how they did that to you. How they explained the backstory just Edward yeah. narrating them.
1: I know. I like, I, I really, really like the backstories that we did get, but I would definitely read like a whole book because they're all from different time periods, which is mm-hmm. really cool. And I, yeah, I would read a different book for each of them, to be honest. And yeah, that yeah. would
0: be, that would, I would find that interesting. Right?
1: Yeah. Um, And also, Austin, I think you're the only person on the planet I've ever heard say, I wish there was more James content. (laughs) (laughs) I really like that. And when you texted me that, I was like, you're hilarious. Because I skipped the James parts, like, every time I read it.
0: They don't even make vampires seem much of a threat. Because they introduce James, like, the last quarter of the novel. It makes him like he's so dangerous, like, this big, dangerous monster. And then he finds Belle at the ballet studio. She passes out. And when she wakes up, he's dead already. (laughs)
1: I know the whole ballet studio part was awful I didn't like it but that's just me
0: he didn't really seem that like that big of a threat or anything especially when there's oh. six six Collinses against one okay. James and the girl who never shows up again but in the other book she does I know already
1: <laughs> <laughs> me and Alex just made faces like oh, shit.
0: I know she gets recast in the movies part way through
1: yeah <laughs> she does yeah and the other
0: what's the other guy's name laurent
1: yeah
0: yes he just kind of shows up with james and the victoria Victoria.
2: yeah
0: and he's like oh yeah james is nut nuts peace out i'm (laughs) guessing he shows up again too but
2: he does he doesn't get
0: any development in this there's no explanation why he's there no
1: He's just kind of there. He's, like, that one friend that, like, accompanies a couple everywhere. Like, you know, like, it's, like, their adopted, like, friend, and, like, you just see this couple all the time. Like, me to Kate and Austin. Like, they just, like, kind of tag to bring me along. I don't know.
0: See, if they had developed the story throughout the entire thing, that would have came off a lot clearer.
1: I, You're right. And I you have got
0: not got an understanding of the <laughs> dynamics of that group and why he was so quick
3: to leave.
1: So the moral of this podcast is that Austin needs more backstory for villains. He prefers the <laughs> villains to the protagonists in this series.
0: <laughs> also, I feel James would be a lot more, a lot, a lot, even more or less intimidating if he sparkled too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, like, I thought it was just me because usually when it comes to like, like anything where it where, wouldn't like the story gets to the fight scene. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like that SpongeBob meme of like, all right, I'm going to head out. Like, that's me. <laughs> at here's any fight here's scene. a
0: segment where Sophia verbally illustrates a <laughs> meme.
1: Can you try to develop my skill set of um, describing <laughs> me it's on the internet? Um, no, but I I just like tune them out in general pretty much. I'm like, okay, someone stabbed something, so and so's mad. At, like, it, it just doesn't matter to me that much so like i thought it was just me but now i realize that this is not developed to its full potential so <laughs> i see
0: well I, I think too if you spend the entire book building up what vampires are capable of then you have to Deliver. have some description yeah i see of what they can do to each other
1: <laughs> i mean yeah like in later books like i feel like there's more stuff right alex like i don't yeah, know
2: yeah like like there's like a pretty big mass curtain yeah. eclipse
1: um, yeah like so and so gets decapitated, and so and so is like, you know,
2: They're on fire.
1: Yeah. Yes. See, I can't even remember that. I'm just like, <laughs> decapitation or whatever. I don't know. Um,
0: I've also seen how the end of the last Twilight movie. Yes. I know there's a, a big fight scene between the Cullens and that Italian.
1: <sighs> thing, yeah. Volturna. It ends
0: up, the whole thing is just like a vision.
1: I hate that part. I'm going to be honest. Doesn't
0: that happen yeah, in the book as well?
3: Or?
1: No, I don't think so. I <laughs> remember it like that. Again, like, but I wouldn't know even if it did because I just speed over the fight part. So it's not what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here for the family dynamics and the relationship. That's the,
0: that's the equivalent of having it all be a dream ending. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like that either. I agree. That was not, um, yeah. I usually fast forward that part, if I'm honest. <laughs> This is a safe zone. I'm admitting
2: to fast forwarding. Um, I just want
0: to apologize to Alex for all the terrible things I have to say.
1: <laughs>
2: That's okay. I, <laughs> I won't hold it against you.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: This is a podcast where three
1: very polite people <laughs> <just> disagree <reading> about <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, my next thing I really wanted to talk about which is leading to another question that I'm very excited to hear your takes on. But first, the Twilight Renaissance. Do we all know what it is? Yes. I do not. Okay. Alex, educate us.
2: So um, the Twilight Renaissance is just kind of like the reemergence of the Twilight fandom. Like, I'm sure that they didn't go away. Um, I feel like they were one of the, like, first big fandoms that, like, were very vocal and had, like, an online presence and stuff like that, and I think, I don't know if it was, like, quarantine or um, Midnight Sun coming out, but I feel like over the past year, many people have been returning to their Twilight books and watching the movies again and, um, like, making a lot of online content. Like, I see a lot of Twilight TikTok and things like that and i gotta say twilight
0: TikToks sound horrible
2: (laughs) austin they're hilarious i
1: I am here for it we're gonna send Um, you funny ones you're gonna love it
0: those are like my two least favorite things in the world at the moment
2: (laughs) a lot of creative takes on it um Uh that i'm that i'm here for same um but yeah i am i'm 100 here for it like i feel like this past year has been pretty hard with the pandemic and just like rediscovering the joy the joy of twilight you know like reindulging in that nostalgia has just been great for me so okay. we support it we support it heck yeah Al. <laughs> i agree i feel
1: like all the stars aligned and they brought midnight sun and twilight back into my life <laughs> and i was like um i'm not gonna lie to you guys like at the beginning of this pandemic like I was staying up like for like 16 hours and like waking up at three in the afternoon and like things were pretty bleak for a while. And I returned to my old comforts of like tweendom. The last time I remember feeling like this bleak about life and twilight was like there. And I was like, Hey buddy, I'm home. (laughs) And it was waiting right there for me. Um, I agree. I think that like they were one of the biggest fandoms online at that time. And like, again going back to um my my sordid past in fan fiction um i remember i'm
0: excited for this (laughs) was twilight was twilight the fan fiction you wrote
1: austin i wrote six yes or no (laughs) i wrote six fan fictions of very
0: all six twilight fan fictions
1: (laughs) no not all six (laughs) i love how you treat this essentially as like the robin sparkles tapes like the music videos that are like unearthed at some point and like brought up the to most that
0: i've been all week is to hear about your <laughs> fan stuff um
1: yes so <laughs> that was one of the videos that really like got me online because the community was huge and like the fanfiction fiction way better than the series a hundred percent i will stand behind that any day of the week and like I think that kind of like was what drew me back to like as soon as I finished the series, I reread all my favorite fan fictions from Twilight, which I had saved as like a grade seven and like 40% of them held up and it was great. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, the Renaissance is real. It's wonderful. I'm happy that she finally re no, I guess not re-released, but I'm happy that she finally released Midnight Sun. I think I almost like that better than Twilight. Um, yeah. It's good. Like, it's really good. And I think, like, reading that, like, I don't know, kind of like brought it all home. And I was like, yeah, she did it. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This leads me to my next point that I feel will be controversial.
0: Actually, can we just go back? I remember you asked how, if I like the family. Yes. I just remember at this point. Now, that's another thing I texted you about. Yeah. On t- two different occasions. Bella describes the Cullens sitting at the lunchroom table, and the Cullens are just sitting there not saying anything to start in different directions. Like, what? what's the deal with that?
1: You mean you didn't do that with your friends? You didn't all sit in the calf and just, like, stare off? That's,
0: that's something Kate and I do now, but...
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: It just feels like they're trying, she was trying to describe, like, an indie album cover or something.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I don't know the the connections in this series are so like odd at times that like because I read them so long ago I didn't question it because I was like oh yeah this is like what like teenagers must be like but then like I look back and I'm like why did she make such a d- big deal out of like the Volvo like what, <laughs> what was going on there? like and like it was so important that like like Robert Pattinson was signed on to advertise like with Volvo company and uh, it's just hilarious to me like the different like does stephanie meyer drive a volvo she must like she must yeah that's her dream car (laughs) i'm gonna put
0: my twilight profits into my new volvo
1: they probably gave it to her for free after all that free advertising (laughs) everyone wanted a volvo because edward cullen drove volvo
0: maybe this entire book was just her trying to get a free volvo the entire series
1: (laughs) That's what this podcast is, is me trying to use this podcast to get Stephanie Meyer to write the backstories of all the Cullens, so.
0: <laughs> I actually heard the the alternate final fight scene of the last movie
3: mm-hmm.
0: was supposed to be a crash-up derby, derby <laughs> and the last in car was Edward's Volvo.
1: <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was... I would have liked that more than the fight scene they included, probably.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, sorry, you're going to ask another question. That was a a whole other...
1: I don't know if I'll be able to come back from that. Alex is still laughing. (laughs) Um, Okay, we were talking about the renaissance of Twilight, and I have an opinion, and it is that I think that Twilight will be a classic of the 2000s. Austin's already making a face.
0: I agree that it will be. I just don't agree that it should be.
1: Okay. Personally.
0: Okay.
1: I hear you. Um, I, I think it will be. And I, I'm surprised. Well, I guess I'm not surprised because the series itself references classic literature a lot. Um, and, like, you can see that when, like, Bella's obsessed with Wuthering Heights, like Jane Austen, like all this other stuff. And there's, like, a lot of allusions to the fact that, like, Edward is from the early 1900s and like even like during the wedding ceremony like she's picking things that like would have been around in his time to kind of like honor that and blah 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 so there's lots of like kind of like illusions where it's I feel like it's trying to highlight the fact that this is like a story that kind of like it doesn't it doesn't age well per se but I do think that it's kind of like timeless in its own way like people have been obsessed with vampires since like Dracula and Carmilla which came out like like late 1800s early 1900s and it's just kind of like so consumed like it it was such a big part of like (laughs) pop culture and I think that like people had the same reactions to like Wuthering Heights like Pride and Prejudice like all this stuff that was circulated mainly towards women but not just women but it was kind of just seen as, like, trashy literature of its day. And now it's highlighted as, like, one of the classics of its time that kind of represents, like, a period that people lived through. So that's my argument. Am I crazy?
2: No. I don't think so. Because I think that it, like, it, it was kind of a, like, a defining book. Like, is it the great American novel? No. Does it have its problems? Yes, definitely. Like, a lot of them. But, like, I feel like it was just a very big, like, book that turned into this, like, big movement. Yeah. And, um, like, I think that that in itself and, like, the the lasting impact that it's had and, like, the fact that the author can release, like, um, not a spinoff, but kind of like a prequel, sequel kind of yes. book 15 years later and have it, you know, be a best seller, like, automatically shows that it has staying power. Agreed.
1: I saw, like, in an interview she did where they were asking her, like, oh, like, what book do you want to be remembered for? And she was, like, The Chemist, but I know it will be Twilight. And it's, like, she's kind of accepted that, like, that's her fate. (laughs) And I I think that, like, it's interesting that that's one of the first books, if not the first she released – and, like, as a writer, I'm sure that's not what you want. Like, mm-hmm. like when people talked to, well, talked to F. Scott Fitzgerald, he was like, if someone mentions Gatsby to me again, I'm going to, like, lose it. Like, nobody wants to be remembered for just one work or, like, the work that they're not the proudest of. And that's just kind of, like, stuck with her. Like, not in a bad way, per se, but I'm sure, like, all the negativity, like, the backlash that came after, like, the Twihard phase was not fun to deal with. But it's just, it's so interesting to me because I feel like watching that all play out, like, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. So that's it.
0: So I wanted to talk more about the rest of the series because I have a broad understanding of it, but I know a lot of finer details I don't know. So how do the themes evolve going from this book forward? Like, does their relationship become any less codependent? I know Bella ends up pregnant and she ends up becoming a vampire. Yes. Which which to me seems the moral of the story is what a teenage girl should want in a relationship is to give up everything <laughs> she wants to no. live her partner's life and you can have a successful life you give up everything and have a and have a child for him.
1: I think that like no, I think to me interpreting that was like again, I'm referencing like kind of angry feminist stage I went through which like not that I'm not angry anymore I still am but like, <laughs> I think that it was kind of um a combination of like being too strictly in the second wave where it was like how can you want like just that and then I was like no like now I'm in more of like a third wave philosophy where I'm like well why shouldn't you want that you can want whatever you want to want and I think that like yes like she she did like have a baby with Edward and like that was her choice that's what she wanted Edward did not Mm -hmm. want to have a child and like really she kind of gets like what she wants and I think like when we were reading like the final book in the series like there's a part where she's like I had never felt like exceptional at anything in my life and now I do and I was like okay so this is like what you want you got the family you wanted now she can pursue any kind of education or career she wants. She's loaded. And so I think she's okay.
0: Does that end up happening? Do any of them end up going for education or careers? Because I know like, Carlisle's a doctor, yeah, which yeah. is the perfect example of what they should be aspiring for, like a career like that, aside from the vampire stuff.
1: Like, I think or is it all makes...
0: just playing baseball and <laughs> going hunting for bears?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think they all. And driving do
0: Volvo, do... sorry.
1: <laughs> Volvo derby. No, I think they do, because, like, in the yeah. movie, right, Alex, there's, like, that whole wall full of, like, all their graduation caps. Yeah, the
2: graduation caps. I think yeah. in, in Midnight Sun, Edward says that, that he's also, like, gone to medical school. Don't I don't quote me on that, because I'm not sure, but, like, I think that they've all done college, like, a so couple of times, <laughs> and they've, like, tried different things, yeah. Um, and that, like, I don't know that they necessarily, like, want to just keep going to high school, but I think that it helps them to kind of, like, stay in in one place longer and not just be that, like, house of weirdos, like, up on the hill that (laughs) never talks to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, reading either
1: Midnight Sun or another book, and it references, like, Edward's time in Canada. And I was like, (laughs) wow, Edward went to the East Coast. And I was like, this is an interesting side story I do not remember. And I think he was, like, studying as a med student under Carlisle there. Um, But then again, like, also, like, if they don't want to pursue careers, like, I don't think that's, like, well, not careers, but, like, education. I feel like that's okay, too, because it's, like, if we weren't all kind of, like, stuck in this capitalist (laughs) machine, like, I don't know if I would either. I would just kind of learn when I wanted to, what I wanted to.
2: Yeah, Um, and it, like, could also be, like, a product of the time that they were living in. Like, I think they... They all grew grew up in a time where education wasn't as accessible and wasn't really emphasized. So it could just be that, like, oh, like, I'm fine without that. Like, I don't really need that to be
1: fulfilled or anything like that. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. Like, I know that my time as a student is coming to an end, but I'm like, what even will life be like outside (laughs) of this? (laughs) Like, I'm not sure
0: but even not being a student you still have mm-hmm. aspirations other than wanting to be tied only to this person and yeah. giving up everything of your life to only be with that person
1: <laughs> I mean
0: like she's like I don't care if I never like if I live all my family and they all die as long as I have Edward
1: Yeah I think like that would be the hardest thing for sure because yeah. I'm super attached to my parents and I'm like when I read that that's sad but I'm also like I have heard crazier stories of like what people do for relationships and like like honestly like how is that any crazier than like leaving your family for another side of the world in like the 1900s like you don't know when you're going to see them again and like i don't know like it's just interesting how like it kind of makes you step back and be like what is too much like what is too much when you're going into something how much do you want something and know it's not good to like give up like all these like friendships or like family relationships and stuff but like also like Bella only knew these friends for like a year and they don't even like seem to ask her about like real stuff that's going on in her life so so I don't think it's too too much of a loss if that makes sense that sounds terrible but you know what I mean
0: I it's the thing that got me was that she's like Edward's like if you become a vampire then you'll outlive both of your parents, or obviously mm. would do that like that would likely happen anyway, but yeah. You'd watch your parents grow old and die and you'd stay the same and you'd live hundreds of years after they've gone already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean like that is awful, but at the same time it's like in my mind I was like, well you'd be with them until like their life is over. So like I mean this happens in later <laughs> books, but like Charlie finds out that she's not aging or like something's up so yeah as long as they kind of like make peace with that i don't know i don't know don't worry i austin i would let i would never leave this friendship for a vampire (laughs) 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 and you alex i would never choose a vampire
0: have i ever seen henry in daylight
1: (laughs) (laughs) only with like protective gear like a bee suit so you can't i think
0: Every occasion we've seen it was at nighttime. <laughs> that's, that's a little fishy.
1: <laughs> Actually, I think that is genuinely true. I don't think we've ever hung out in the daytime. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely not without its problems, that's for sure. But I can't yeah. deny the, the tween nostalgia that comes out from it.
0: Oh, uh, she wanted to bring up the alternate version, yeah.
2: That's the yeah. gender-bent
0: version of Twilight, and why that didn't work. I'm curious to hear yeah. about that.
2: Um, so I started reading Life and Death, which Stephanie Meyer released a couple years ago for the 10th anniversary of Twilight, and it's a gender-bent version. So Bella is Beau, and Edward is Edith, and basically everyone, um, except for her parents, um, is gender-bent. And um, I started reading it after Sophia and I had talked about it and I had to stop because it was so terrible <laughs> and um, I feel like it just doesn't work because it is the same story but because we've already heard this story it's just less impactful because it's essentially told from the same perspective, the pronouns are just changed, like there's yeah. there's very little that is changed, like the t-shirt that Beau is wearing on his way to the airport is obviously different than the one Bella wears. And, like, that's about it. Like, the thoughts are all essentially the same. The descriptions of, of people are virtually the same. And I just feel like it falls flat. Whereas with Midnight Sun, which is also a retelling of Twilight, but from Edward's perspective, I feel like that works because, like, we don't follow Edward um, the entire time during Twilight, like we don't hear his perspective, like um, during Twilight or like at all through the series, yeah. and I felt like that worked. It was more interesting, and there was a lot that we missed by like only following Bella. Yeah.
1: Um.
2: So it like added to it because you're like, oh, like while Bella's doing this, like Edward is like in a car chase, um, and things like that. Like it's like I thought it was really interesting. Me too. I think I
1: preferred Midnight Sun, to be honest. Um,
0: does make that sense. make does that make Edward any less like possessive or clingy about Bella? Um, does it explain why he stares at her from a rocking chair in the dark?
2: I don't <laughs> that's the only so. thing I
0: care about. Oh my god. I like I no. Sorry.
2: No, well, you
1: go. <laughs>
0: my point god. about if they had introduced James earlier
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if James had been a threat the entire time, then that would have justified Edward watching Bella because that would be her, him keeping her safe if there's a threat yeah. in the vicinity.
1: Yeah. You know what I was just thinking? Um, you know how there's like Team Edward and Team Jacob? Like, I feel like Austin is Team James.
0: do <laughs> <laughs> Not even though, because James wasn't a good character. I'm just saying that they could have made him a good like, they could have made a more impactful character
1: i'm gonna make you a team james shirt it's too late you already <laughs> signed on you're his fan you're his only fan in the whole twilight fandom um
0: from what i've seen all the pictures of james online him with the shirt off too
1: i'm not yeah. sure why that is i don't it's know like he's,
0: he's, the, he's the blonde one with the, like the ponytail right or something yes,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah i don't know i am um, i found midnight sun more like like Alex said like there was more description which I liked there was stuff that we didn't know before which I feel like really added to his character and like not like not that I like have any hard feelings towards Bella but like it's not always the most interesting to hear about her because again she's kind of just going about her life but like Edward's actually doing crazy stuff because he's like old technically and like doing all these things so that was really interesting and like my favorite part like spoiler alert um for everyone who hasn't read Midnight Sun, maybe give it a pause or a fast forward. But the part where like he compares it to like Persephone and Hades, I loved, like I really, 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 really liked it. And I thought that was really beautiful. And that's like, I guess why there's like a pomegranate on the cover, I think, because oh, okay. yeah, they talk about like the pomegranate seeds and his whole thing is like, he enjoys the time he has with her, but he knows that they're going to have to be apart. And I thought that was really, really beautiful. Like I think about that all the time. Like not because of Midnight Sun, but I just thought it was a really beautiful interpretation of like that kind of myth. And like, I mean, say what you want, but like her writing does kind of stick with you because the references she makes are like pretty cool sometimes. So it's my it's my fave part of that. <laughs> yeah. Um I think, like, my my last question is um, raise your hand if you had a Twilight poster in your room. Okay, everyone else is raising <laughs> their too. It's not just me.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you still have a Twilight poster in your room?
1: Just kidding. I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was up there for a year. I remember I got it free when I got a sweater from Garage um, as a 13-year-old, and I was very proud of it. I hung it up.
0: If I got you a Twilight poster for your 25th birthday, would you hang it up again?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I'm sure Henry would love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this was really fun, you guys.
3: Yeah.
1: Austin, any closing remarks about your boy, James?
0: James didn't stare at Bella. (laughs) From a rocking chair in a dark corner, so he wins best character for me.
1: <laughs> I hope. Let me
0: can. ask, Kate, Kate. sitting in the corner, okay, dating for five years. If you were to wake up one day and I was staring at you in a dark corner from a rocking chair, what would you do? <laughs> she would beat me no. with a cricket bat. <laughs>
1: Oh my god that. that's so that's so specific
0: she didn't really say that
1: <laughs> she would never Kate is an angel
0: <laughs> she of having a breakdown or something <laughs> oh
1: my god oh yeah and that's, that's
0: what funny. I thought of Twilight <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not a bad review. I mean, I, I don't know what I was expecting, but I think it's still better than what I was expecting. So,
0: I'd like bad. to beat this book with a with cricket bat.
1: <laughs> I wish I didn't give away my copy. I'm sad about it. Oh, well, I have Midnight Sun to keep me occupied. <laughs> oh, Alex, thank you for indulging us and educating us on Twilight.
2: Thanks for having me. It's been great to be on my favorite podcast. Ooh. Honored. <laughs> Yeah. All right, well.
0: I wanted to, even though I didn't like the book it was really fun to talk about it.
1: <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it always like brings a lively discussion. People feel passionately no matter whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I think.
0: Yeah, I think if we all liked it it would have been a lot less exciting. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's yeah. true. That's <laughs> true.
1: Oh man. Well, this is great. I'll talk to you guys later.
3: See you guys. Thanks for chatting. See ya.